0: I'm here with Dante, my husband, who doesn't want to be acknowledged as a special guest, but here he is. Uh, If you have been following for realness sake, then you know that we had a three-part real relationship series that took place about a couple months ago, where we spoke about the different stages in our relationship, from long distance, to moving in together, to marriage, and then I think we probably should do an update to now, because it's almost been two years of marriage, 10 years of of being together. But he wanted to come on and I wanted to have him on and talk about his version of his black experience. As you know, it is Black History Month and I think it's important to get both sides of the perspective of what black people experience as black people. So welcome, not guest, Dante. Hey,
1: hey y'all, I'm back.
0: Oh my.
1: Back again. No, I'm not a special guest Alright Y'all know me
0: They don't know you, but okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> y'all heard me before Yeah, they have heard you before And I got some really good feedback On those episodes uh, People really enjoyed what you had to say They liked the back and forth banter So
1: here y'all go It's for
0: the folks They wanted you back Let's do it Alright, so today oh, yeah.
1: we're- oh. Am I like one of the most downloaded
0: Nah, Jerrica still got you beat Dang. on that Jerrica's episode, Suede K-Swiss Still has the most downloads And then I think uh, Miss Three uh, Piece has a Has a good amount of downloads Gotta get some
1: hot takes, I'm about to start talking about all y'all <laughs> No, I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> Here we are Everybody's episode has done Really well, but Jerrica's always been just a little bit higher Than everyone else's, for whatever reason I don't know, they they love Jerrica
1: Mr. K-Swiss
0: Maybe, anyway, so when you think about your black experience, what do you think like what comes to your mind?
1: um, my black experience is um it's new to me,
0: mm.
1: yeah, it's new to me, um, up until I mean, I always known I was black right I just i uh it was a period of my life I didn't understand what it meant to be black, okay, um. So, you know, I grew up in an urban community for most of my life. But then we moved out to the suburbs. Mm. Away from the people, you know, that I grew up with that were black. Uh And I started hanging around some other folks in my neighborhood. But I was still, you know, um, doing sports and stuff Mm. in the city and going to, like, the park and uh, the rec center in the city. So, yeah, my for for a while, I would say like high school up until I uh, I left college, I didn't really understand the experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was kind of like on the outside looking in.
0: Well, why do you think that? Like, what do you, what do you think caused that? Was it because you weren't like. Introduced to this to the black Experience because you went to a HBCU, You went to FAMU
1: I mean honestly um, My experience like I, I Remember when I was younger I was um, You know I was taught about The black history month You know icons like Martin Luther King Malcolm X mm. um, Who else um, George Washington Carver right. and like My grandparents had um, These things called the black dictionary the black, black encyclopedias, encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. and they had you know they had them on their on their bookshelves and stuff i, I used to look at them mm-hmm. sometimes but uh you know when you when you're young you don't really if if nobody around you is um you know living that it's mm-hmm. like it, it, it's like a culture to them mm-hmm. then you're not really gonna get it yeah. until you you know start to understand or you start to experience it yourself so those black encyclopedias, I don't think anybody ever like pushed them on me. Mm-hmm. they were just there. I'm sure my grandparents knew um uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they understood that their blackness right, but it was never like um pushed on me. It's probably there's it a lot of assimilation going on mm, mm. yeah, yeah, so even you know my parents um they would make sure I knew about like. Like I said, the hot topics, but...
0: Like the normal black people that we hear about. Yeah, but it was
1: more so assimilation. Like, you got to do stuff like the other folks. Mm -hmm. You got to be like the other folks to get Mm -hmm. ahead. You got three strikes against you, um, which is cool. Yeah. But if, you know, if you don't understand who you are as a person, then you're going to chase being like somebody else for the rest of your life wow
0: yeah I, well yeah That. that's huge I think that for the timeline that we grew up that was assimilation was a huge thing yeah. and for people that don't know what assimilation is when you sort of drop your culture and your understanding to pick up the, the main culture or so what society deems as correct which in our society would be the more Eurocentric mm-hmm. way of living uh, whether it's the way you dress yourself, the way you look, the way you carry on—like everything involves like adapting to the American way. Quote, because I don't, I don't believe in that anymore. But I think that even for me during that time, um, I my mom, she my mom was sort of like an assimilator, but in a way where she wanted to prove sort of. Like, oh, we we just like them, you know? So it wasn't like she denied her black self, Mm -hmm. but she just, like, she she was, it seemed like, because I don't know, I didn't talk to her about this, but it seems like she was more determined to prove that she was like everyone else. Like, just because you're white doesn't mean that you're better. And that's kind of, like, the attitude that she had. And that's sort of the attitude that I adopted. Just like my mom. Yeah. And...
1: I'm pretty sure, you know, they, they both had to put on a face for mm-hmm. at least 40 hours a week. Right. Yeah, so it's kind of hard not to bring that home. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you receive so much abuse in the workplace, mm-hmm. you know, bring it home to your uh, your children and try to, I guess, deter them from the mistakes that you, you're making or yeah. whatever you don't like about yourself. You want, you know, to see a change in your, your children, so...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> there a lot of that going on when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, it was the times that that we were in the 90s, in the 2000s. Black people, I think, were are just now being embraced authentically now, yeah. like 2020, 2019 maybe. Um, but that's been a change. We've had new people come along. We've had people break out of that that box And it's been helpful for people like us who have seen both sides of it Mm -hmm. to feel more comfortable being ourselves. Right. Like in previous episodes, I've talked about like understanding who I was as a black person, very young, knowing that I was not anything else but black and really Mm -hmm. embracing that part of it, but not really understanding what that meant. So, for you, I'm sure you knew that you were black, but understanding who you were
1: as a black man right didn't come until when um honestly, it'll probably it's probably been like the last five years mm yeah,, uh, I mean, like like you said, when I grew up uh I mean growing up, I knew I was black, you know, I knew, but it was kinda like black was bad, mm, yeah, like you know, you get to talk before you leave the house yeah. um. You know, don't say nothing to the police, you know, um, don't, you know, always be aware of what's going on in your surroundings, don't all, don't get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time because, you know, at the end of the day, um, they're going to see you as a threat or anybody that's not like you is going to see you as a threat or even your own people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it probably, probably have been the last five years, probably- once I started doing um, doing my own research, yeah. Or once I started uh, being on the internet a lot and seeing, um, you know, different things pop up on my timeline and stuff like that. So the internet is good for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, once you see, like, you know, something about African history, like me personally, I, I like Google and stuff is like my favorite mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once I see something. Um, scroll across my timeline. I'll, I'll look it up, and then I will just go down like a a rabbit hole, uh, like a, a yeah. scavenger hunt, trying <laughs> to find the truth. So, yeah, yeah, I think probably in the last five years, probably when I moved to Atlanta.
0: So, you know, for the people who do know that you did go to one of the blackest, black, black, I black October third, eighteen
1: eighty-seven. What? <laughs> yeah, I went to. You know the Florida Agricultural hey. and Mechanical <laughs> University. <laughs> yeah, um, man, I didn't even I didn't understand the experience then. Wow. Yeah, so um, f- a lot of people who know me who knew me when I was in um in high school, they knew I wanted to go to LSU. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite school. It still is like my favorite college football team. But I was dead set on going to um LSU.
0: Mm.
1: And yeah, it's you know it's a predominantly white university. But I wanted to go there because um, I I just had this dream in my mind, like you know I want to be a part of this great school that has you know sports teams that got all the professional players and you know it, it was it was something it was like um like a status. Mm. Yeah, it was a status for me.
0: Like how people say they want to go to Harvard, sort of thing. Yeah, like that like was that? like my okay. Harvard. Yeah, okay. you know
1: I move away, go to this this great college. You mm. know, buy all the uh, all the. Um, the Merchandise and the oh, yeah, yeah, you know, all the swag and, mm. and be all, like, oh, yeah. But, um, what happened? So, I got into the school, but I didn't get the acceptance letter, um, until like late, mm. and it was time for me to like really pick a school. I think I got in for like spring semester, you know, my mom was telling me, like, all throughout high school, like, you need to be gone, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're either going to the military or you going going uh, to college. So, of course I wasn't going to the military. No, no offense.
0: <laughs> None taken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um yeah, so I had to, you know, I had to be out of there by like August, September. So um uh, I think it was like coming down to the wire and my mom told me to apply to FamU. Matter of fact, no, she didn't tell me to apply. She applied for me. Oh wow. Yeah, she applied for me, uh, to the architecture program and they called like two weeks later after I applied. And I got into the school and I was kicking and screaming.
0: What?
1: Yeah, because I was. I mean, dog. When you when you a kid, man. or in, in high school, all I heard about family was like it's just a bunch of. I'm not gonna sit in where just yeah, a bunch but, of black folks. Yeah. And it was a party school, mm. and it's just a lot going on. But and there's a lot of people from um from our school going. Yeah, there were. But um man like i i just i didn't want to go there
0: mhm
1: and even when i got there our school i got <laughs> there
0: was a lot I, of people from high school that duh, went there. not
1: even that man i was in like i was in the least black program at oh, the school architecture yeah yeah it was a lot of black folks in there but we only, we probably only had two black professors oh wow yeah, so I was still in in my little bubble, and the School of Architecture was at the edge of the campus, mm. so we really didn't, like, I didn't have time to participate in, like, all the activities going on on campus, so I honestly, like, FAMU kind of seemed like a big party to me, mm-hmm. and I tried to, tried to stay away, like, from the parties for the most part and stuff like that, but, yeah, even then, like, the history and stuff like that, I didn't understand it.
0: It didn't hit you until after you left. I remember you telling me that before.
1: Yeah.
0: But, and I think too, because I, I wasn't there with you, but my knowledge of, of FAMU was, I had heard the same thing, but also like because my classmates had made it seem like such a a great experience. I'm yeah. like, well, damn, I, I think I need to be at uh, FAMU. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was different. Yeah, but I didn't, obviously I didn't go, but I remember you being there during that time, and um, you were like, you weren't really, like you parted a little bit, but you were pretty stressed out the entire time with like oh, cool. your architecture program. So yeah. I think that might have just to help you out a little bit, and make not make you feel so guilty. If I could, um, I think a part of that too was because you did have like a really hard program that you were a part of, yeah, and uh, that might have prevented you from. Stepping outside your box a little bit more, but eh, you could have done a little bit. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, <laughs> bro, like, I only went to one football game while I was there. Oh, yeah. Out of the four years I went to school there, I um, I didn't participate in many activities uh, on campus. We had this thing called Set Friday. Mm. I, I want to do that sometimes, but, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, man, like, I wish I could redo that yeah. experience cuz like I would appreciate the culture cuz famu is a culture. Yeah, it like, is. homecoming, like even the homecoming. I I don't even think I participated in any homecoming stuff. Wow. My first my freshman year um
0: <laughs> I know it's my, a whole bunch of rattlers listening like what?
1: Dog, my freshman year <laughs> I uh I went to Jacksonville like for that homecoming week weekend. I just wanted to go visit some family like out of out of the uh, city because it just was too much. Like, you know, I don't, like, I don't really like crowds like yeah. that. So, you know, it's thousands of people coming to Little Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a part of that. But, like, looking back on – and I also that weekend, this disclaimer, I got bit by a spider that weekend. So, I had <laughs> the week before I went to a house party and I got bit by a spider. <laughs> <laughs> i had to taste some antibiotics but that's neither here, or, here nor there
0: okay
1: but um yeah man like i feel like everybody around me um was loving the experience mm-hmm. and they they respected like they knew what it was mm-hmm. and i did it um. and they make you um and i'm saying like 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 we don't want to do it, but they they make sure that you uh you take African American history, yeah, and even in the class I had that class freshman year. I wish I would have had it like senior year mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but yeah, even then I was just in there not paying attention. Yeah, I was in there just trying to get the information I needed to get the pass. Yeah, I mean my homies was in that class, so you know when you got like a class. It was at least 10 of us in there Like hmm. Nobody's paying attention We're just Trying to get what we need to get Get the information for the paper Yeah you know? I mean But
0: that's college in general anyway You I can't say that I've sat in a class And really soaked up And really like You know like immerse myself in what the professor was teaching me. Yeah. I, I there's been a few classes where I have but mm-hmm. the majority of how I'm like okay, what do we need to know for the test? Right. When is the test? How many papers? You know what I'm saying? So, right. I don't think you're alone in that. But I think I've heard you talk about this before and you I I want you to have that experience just because you are part of it. And I think now you've embraced more what fam you means to you and also like what blackness means to you and i've seen you evolve from when we were young to now and i do see a change as far as like being more bold in who you are Mm. and i think your book helped you with that a lot because you took you wrote a black book and Mm. you really took your time like making sure that kyle the little boy was represented Mm. in the way that you were so you you came a long way. You you didn't you you were not assimilated for your entire life. I mean, <laughs> you came back to us. Dog, it is what it is. <laughs>
1: hey, honestly, like for real. Um, you know what? And I'll say even after I got out of college, mm. when people ask me why I went to school, cause, mm. uh, I would tell them I went to FIU, Florida International. I mean, I did. You did for good. grad school. Yeah. But like FAMU was never like you know my like oh yeah I went to FAMU because a lot of people in the profession that I'm in don't know about FAMU, Mm -hmm. um so it seemed easier to say that I went to Florida International. Mm,
0: You guys have apologized for who you are. Yeah, but
1: honestly, I don't even tell people I went to FIU anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say FAMU first. Yeah, and um, I think my experience at Florida International really made me appreciate my experience at FMU. Wow. Because um it's majority Cuban. Oh, uh, in Miami? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, at FIU. Uh. Well, yeah, and, and in my architecture program, it was a lot of um a lot of Cuban students. A lot of a lot of Lat- Latino students, mm-hmm. a lot of Hispanic students. Um and they all had their own culture, mm-hmm. and their culture was much appreciated by them, like you know they spoke spanish, yeah. they got together for like um you know certain holidays, they would all go out mm. and um I think yeah, it was when i got it was when I got down there um uh, me and me and Reese when we got down there, I started to realize like dang we you know we didn't really we didn't really embrace this culture in mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. so I think um yeah that's that's been my my black experience
0: well, okay well when did you acknowledge or when did you feel that feeling of like i'm out here and i'm black i don't know how else to like say it when i lived in atlanta <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah when i lived in atlanta um my first job out of college was uh at a firm in downtown atlanta and I lived in the suburbs, and everywhere that I went, everybody was black. I love Atlanta and for that. I Appreciated that. Yes, like, it was crazy, man. Like, um, everybody who lived in my apartments mm. was black.
0: That is so crazy to me because I've never like, experienced.
1: <laughs> and there, you know, everybody was cool. Like one one night, um, I had I think I I was um because mo- I, when I moved in my apartment I. I was traveling for the first three months, so mm-hmm. I never really unpacked my boxes. Mm. So um I moved in, in July. I didn't really unpack my stuff until like Halloween time. Mm. So I was in there moving my stuff one night and I dropped some boxes and the people next door came, and they was like, Hey bro, you all right? I'm mm. like That's what's up <laughs> 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 uh, That was cool. But um yeah, I mean that it was that. Um me seeing just so many people downtown running downtown where i worked at doing yoga man the people (laughs) where i worked at so i worked in one of the the, uh the biggest like the largest buildings downtown or midtown atlanta it was the um the regents plaza building Mm -hmm. everybody in there like all the the black people had on suits and Mm -hmm. you know they they were business owners in there yeah Uh, one of them was running the the cafe down there it was cool like I think that's when I started realizing like, dang, man, you know, we 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 can do this." Yeah, yeah. you had
0: a positive representation of of you yeah. in everywhere you turn, and that's why I love Atlanta because when I go there, I feel energized. I feel like I can do anything when I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Like it's it's some it's some superpowers down there in yeah. that water cuz they're just so like empowered From what I've seen, because I've, you know, people, everybody has their own experience, but from what I've experienced in Atlanta, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I mean, you look. got the
1: Martin Luther King uh right. Memorial. It's
0: everything. Yeah, everything crazy. is just so civil rights. So
1: black. The civil so rights black. museum, human rights museum. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy.
0: And here we are in Tampa.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tampa's coming along Oh yeah for sure So you spoke about like when you realized You were black mm-hmm. so Just continue on with that because I'm Really interested some of these things I haven't heard Before so like just talk about what It means to be a black Man mm-hmm. in 2020 because I know it's, it's Hard out here
1: Yeah um, it, It's harder When you don't have the information yeah or you don't acknowledge it like when i was starting to come into who i was mm-hmm. um i would be offended by things that would happen in the workplace mm-hmm. yeah so like you
0: became <clears throat> hyper aware
1: dog like when i was at the um the company i was working for in atlanta although i was the only black person that worked in the uh, office you know we would have people come in um like guest visitors mm-hmm. At the office And you know Sometimes I had the desk in the front mm. Cause it was a small office I had the desk in the front And people would come in You know I would say Good morning and stuff I would greet them Like I was a receptionist Oh yeah And you know They would come in And not even speak Oh Like they would look me Dead in my eye and, Like not even say nothing Just start looking for the person Who they oh, no. They came to visit And I that I That's probably like Was one of the epiphanies for me Like Hold up Right <laughs> Like, you're not talking because you're rude or you, you know, you, you, yeah. you got an issue. But, um, yeah, man, my experience, like, man, uh, professional-wise, I've run into a lot of um, people who look like me mm-hmm. who don't want to be like me. Mm-hmm. or What do you mean? Like, people who don't want to be who they are.
0: Oh! Oh! Okay. Like every okay, gotcha. every brother ain't a brother. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. That's corporate though. Like mm. uh, a lot of times, you know. The, I mean, everybody everybody's trying to get along, so yeah, they all assimilate. <laughs>
0: but you're in a really difficult field too, though, because like right. it. I mean from the moment you step foot into the architecture program it's always been like you and one other black person right so you you've had your struggles i guess with that but it seems like you're coming along i think that for me um being in the military for that time it was hard for me also because a lot of there's a lot of black people in the navy mhm But I was never around them. Like, I remember being, like, 2011, 2012, and being, like, one of eight black people in a command of, like, 200 and something. Mm. How was that even possible? You know? But so for me, I was always, like, the renegade black person because I wasn't like the other ones. I mean, there was one other girl that was kind of, she had me beat. Yeah. (laughs) My own girl, (laughs) <laughs> she had me yeah, beat. I know you're me. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you. Um, but for the most part, she left. And then it was just me. And I was the one who was kind of like mm-hmm. the the black person that everybody zoomed in on because yeah. I had my lashes. I had my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my nails. And they were just kind of like, well, what's wrong with her? You know? Mm-hmm. And it just went on from there. And I was the angry black person, period. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. And so I found myself a lot of times fighting fighting to to be who I was because Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to be like them. There was nothing special about them. I was like, oh, I just want to be like this. My mindset was always just leave me alone. Like, Uh, let me just be, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me just be who I am. You're a person, I'm a person.
1: Like, why is he fucking with me?
0: Yeah, like, just let me live my life. And I just felt attacked all the time. And so I think that became like... A chip on my shoulder to where it was hard for me to communicate with people that didn't look like me because I immediately didn't trust them right so that was a huge part of my black experience I think I'm better now I don't feel that way um so let me ask you something mm-hmm.
1: was there ever um any one person that um made you or like well, was an example for you to embrace your blackness like, you just saw them, or, like, maybe you you encountered them, or, like, hmm. they were a mentor to you?
0: That is a good question. Let me think. One person that, like, influenced my blackness. Are you mean, like, in the military or in general? Oh, just
1: in general. Like, could be in the hmm. military, like, you know, uh, one person that made you realize you're not alone or... You
0: know. Well, in the military, um there was this when I f when I first got to my command I was in the barracks, terrible barracks. Remember I had such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. But there was this one first class. I was a, a um E one, I believe at the time, brand spanking new mm-hmm. and this one first class came in, um and she was bringing in my new roommate mm-hmm. And so she was like, it was a little white girl roommate. And so she was the white girls in her room doing whatever. Mm. I don't know her name, sorry. The the girl. Mm. Um. <laughs> so she came into the the LS one. Oh, Am I saying to? She came in my room because my door was open, yeah. and she was like, "So hey, girl, like, what you doing?" And she's yeah. clearly older than me. Like I'm nineteen at the time. She's I don't know how old she was. Probably mm-hmm. like thirty. Okay. But she like really. Just like she just she was talking to me like I was a person, and in the military, Damn. like a lot of times, um, they talk to you like they look at your rank first, mm-hmm. and like if you're an E1, then they're gonna talk to you like you a a, a soup sandwich. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she talked to me like I was like like I was mm-hmm. I don't know like I was a person, and she asked me what my name was. Well, she was like, "Well, what's your name?" And I was like, "Well, like you know, Taylor." And she was like, "No, like, what's your first name?" Oh man! Yeah, so she like she was very personable to me, and she mm-hmm. became my friend. Okay. And she like wrote, she took me places and wrote around. And she also had like her eyelashes and her, um, uh, like weave and stuff like that. And she was just like really um, just eccentric. She was just yeah. her name. I I I wish. I don't know if she listened, but her name is Sparkle. It's oh like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like,
0: seriously, everything about her was awesome. So I really enjoyed her, and I think she's like a master chief now, which oh, is yeah. great. Like, that's yeah, like she, really yeah, she was high up, up there. Yeah, she's super bossed up, y'all. Yeah, but she was like the first person that made me feel like it was okay to be who i am and like damn these other people mm-hmm. you could be you and you know you could be in the military and have all this and still be professional
1: right as long as you're in regs well, I, <laughs> I don't
0: know if them lashes was in regs oh, but man. she she made it okay
1: yeah oh, man. <laughs> so i
0: felt oh, empowered <laughs> to wear my eyelashes because she had hers on
1: yeah all right go ahead <laughs>
0: but yeah hmm uh, I think that's That's in the military Outside of the military Like normal everyday I don't I don't know I would say like Someone like Issa Rae Um Cause I used to watch like The Awkward Black Girl Years and years ago Yeah you knew
1: about Issa Rae Way before I yeah. knew about Issa Rae I
0: knew Issa Rae When Issa Rae Didn't know Issa Rae mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I always identify with her and that always empowered me. But like, as far as an everyday person, I can't think of one person that has impacted me the way maybe Sparkle did and, yeah. of course, the way Issa Rae did. I love her to pieces. Okay. <clears throat> what about you?
1: Um, Two people come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, One is uh a man that I, I worked for for several years mm. uh Mr. T Yeah uh, he's a lawyer in Tampa and um he was one of the blackest men that I ever, not like skin color cuz he's fairly fairly like like skin but
0: he's a black it is black black yeah, person like he got know? the blackest soul <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man like every day I would uh go to work uh he was he was just so he he was so black like he would ask me um about people in history. Mm. He would tell me about people in history. He would always tell me that ownership um was was the thing that black people needed to survive. Mm. He would always tell me you know um just basically about you know type of people to stay away from. He would tell me uh, you know about business. He was a lawyer, so he he seen mm. a lot of um. Systemic racism. Yeah, because he he was born in. I don't want to put your age out there, but he was born in the fifties. <laughs> uh-huh. So he, you know, he he seen a lot of uh, the civil rights movement, mm. and was a part of it too. Because uh, he, I think he grew up in um in North Carolina before he moved down here. Oh wow. Yeah, so he um, man, him and him and his uh his his buddies they would always come to the office and talk about um. Like the civil rights stuff, or like how how because they they went to um they went to one of the two black high schools in Tampa. Mm-hmm. No, we got Middleton, we got Blake, and those were the oh. two, the only two black high schools. Oh, um, back when they were growing up, so I think T went to Blake, and uh, he would they would tell me about their experiences there, and it was he he was one of those guys where like he made he made it cool to, you know, wanna be who you are. He, even when we go to restaurants, mm-hmm. like I've never I've only seen him in a suit on a day of trial. Oh wow. Like if he had to go to trial and it was that was rare. Yeah. He wore a t- shirt and shorts every day to work mm. i mean it was his office yeah. his law office <laughs> like he wore a t- shirt and shorts every day he might have on some slides <laughs> like he uh, might have on some sandals or flip flops mm-hmm. he was cool man but like I've seen him um count out lots of money yeah. like he had many like he had many properties like he was he was the example i needed mm-hmm. um back when i was i was when I started working for him, I was like seventeen, and I would come home from from FAMU and work for him over the summer. Yeah. So he was the example I needed. Like he would take care of like the office. He bought lunch every day. Yeah. Like we didn't have to we didn't have to worry um, with him, man. So it was him, and then it was um, a professor that I had at FIU. Oh <clears throat> uh, minute, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He I didn't know about him at first. Well, <laughs> honestly, I didn't even know. Uh, um, I didn't know about him at mm-hmm. first. I didn't know he taught at the school. a whole first year, um, I didn't know who he was because we never seen him. He's like like a unicorn, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he have his little class and then, you know, he just teaches, but he don't be on the scene like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he do what he got to do. But he the reason he don't be on the scene like that because he got so much going on. Yeah. And these two, these two gentlemen I'm, I'm speaking about, like, they are the uh, – example of success mm-hmm. that i have in my mind when i think about um about uh black men yeah. because it, those were the examples like that were up close for me i mean like my pops and my grand my granddad but like outside of my family yeah yeah um but him man like when i was in school um like i said it was a lot of a lot of hispanic uh students at my in my school mm. but him like i knew he was black the first time I met him, cause I I um I picked him for one of my classes just to see what the experience was. Yeah. and it was like a it was a product design class, like a design class or something like that. Mm. But um when I met him. You know, we we locked eyes like when he walked into class and he was like, Hey, what's going on? And then I went to shake his hand uh-huh. and he like put the extra sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had been conditioned to just shake a hand, dog. Like, he, he caught me off guard. Like, he hadn't, he, he slapped like, my hand brother. and he twisted it around and <laughs> oh. he grabbed it at the end. I'm like, Oh, all right. <laughs>
0: that, that was a lot, Cole.
1: Like, oh, you, <laughs> you a brother. And then he, you know, as I, as I, um, as I got to know him, he uh, he he's from Brooklyn. He's actually from the neighborhood that we um, that's your cousin lived in. Mm. So he he um yeah he was cool man, but he he was camouflaged so well. <laughs> yeah. He like
0: like that uh, P and kill thing where like oh, they did yeah. Barack Obama when he, he was shaking. <laughs> yeah, dog, that's
1: him, bro. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Like, what's going on, brother? <laughs> like. <laughs> bruh that was yeah he he was that dude man so like he taught me a lot mm-hmm. like he actually taught me about ownership too um uh, he taught me very early that i needed to uh purchase my name on the internet mm. like buy a website my name on it um he was telling me that <clears throat> that products i designed, um just basically just take ownership of everything he was he's so cool man but and he actually uh, taught me about social entrepreneurship too. Like mm-hmm. he actually he taught me about caring about um, the things that I do. Yeah. Like not just trying to make money, but trying to impact somebody's life. Wow. So yeah, those are the the two examples for me. Wow,
0: those are some pretty good examples. Yeah. I've, I'm trying. I'm still trying to think of, of another one for me, and I can't. I think that every positive black woman that has been a part of my life has impacted me like mm-hmm. I've there's I've come across quite a few black women and every sister ain't a sister okay mm-hmm. let me just yeah. say that Yeah. but the ones that are sisters and they are heavily influenced uh by their black influences mm. if that makes sense have influenced me so I strive to be a part of everybody black like yeah. I just like the the oh man, what am I trying to say? The impact that they have had on me, mm-hmm. few and far between, you know, or all together at once. Mm-hmm. I have wrapped them up, and uh, I aspire to be them because I to pinpoint one would be kind of crazy because I've I've had a lot, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think those meeting think, meeting people like that and experiencing those sorts of things really do shape us like just how we're we're shaped by the negative influences of assimilation of eurocentric lifestyles mm-hmm. of racism sexism classism all those it, things
1: have you ever had an an overt uh racist like situation what? excuse me like has somebody ever like just been blatant.
0: Yes. Like, bro, I talk, was in the military for eight that. years. Man, what? From being called Shenane, from uh <laughs> t- from uh when they walk into the room and they talk to me like, What's up, girl? Um, from trying to touch my hair. What? Uh even today, <clears throat> today, today, I had on my black girl magic shirt uh-huh. and I was at the fair and this guy was like Well, show me a magic trick. And it took everything in me not to slap him. I'm like, what do you? Because first of all, I didn't even realize I had the black girl magic Uh, shirt on. Man,
1: that's still like covert though.
0: Is it though? Okay, well, I took it very overtly because I was like, excuse me? And he had a piece of corn in his hand. So I was like, I thought I was coming here to see you. Yeah. And he was like oh <laughs> and walked away but i was so mad about that so yes i experienced <laughs> that all the time oh and then when i had on a i had on a. um mm-hmm. she believed she could so she did shirt one day i have a lot of inspirational shirts y'all and this guy this old man i was at the va mm-hmm. this old man was in his raggedy little stroller mm-hmm. or whatever walker stopped mm. looked at my shirt read it out loud she believed she could so she did laughed and walked away Yo. i said what in the devil
1: she believed she could push your <laughs> <legs> over <laughs> Bruh,
0: i have experienced so much racism yeah. like i can't even in the fact that i still like mm. okay so what about you uh, i can't
1: yeah yeah, I mean, I I've, I've been called the N word to my face. What? Um,
0: Wait, by who? Like, do you know this person?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That pissed me off. But um, you guys having that off the mic though, because I need yeah, to know I, about this. It's been several. This, not several times. There's been a couple times. I mean, I've been <sighs> I've been um, randomly stopped by the police. What? Um, I've had my car like stripped.
0: What, bro? I don't know any of this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I have yeah, I've had my car stripped. Um Wait, what does strip mean? Just real quick. Like I had to pull over and And they searched your car? Yeah, they took everything out.
0: What? When was this? What year was this? <clears throat>
1: this is uh 08, 08, 09. So, oh, okay. I, I was, so I was still I didn't in know school. Yeah, okay. I was still in school. I was coming from work. I used to work at uh, at Foot Locker and um I was I got pulled over and the guy, I don't even know what his excuse was, but he was just like honestly do they need an
0: excuse these days yeah he just
1: told me to get out and sit on the curb while he searched my car what? yeah and it's not even like i i had a, a uh i mean my car was it was raggedy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he um i had a box cutter in there he was like what are you using this for i'm like the cut boxes don't you see i got a striped shirt that's his full locker bro like i work in the back <laughs> like, what are you talking about what? yeah oh. i um let me see i've been in the car with my dad and uh, he's had his car searched. Yeah. It's, oh man. no, I'm gonna get so mad. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why. I, it, yeah. When when things happen to other people, I can I can empathize. But I I think it's that terrible. yeah. I mean, like uh, when a lot, when you see stuff on on the news, when I see stuff on the news, like you probably be like, dang, that's bad. I just be like. Phew. <laughs> that's what you that's what it is man that's that's what you got to go through
0: yeah but that's that don't make it right just because you have to you've gone through that doesn't mean that you're supposed to right or because you're black you should just accept that for what it is because that's terrible yeah and i would feel like i i don't want to get into it because i i think i would i'm already getting mad but like the whole experience is when there was like uh, it seemed like every couple weeks, the police were like killing a black person. Yeah. Not once did I feel like, well, that, and I'm not saying this is what you're saying, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I always felt like it was a person I was being attacked. Okay,
1: that might have been the turning point for me. Really. Yeah, because that was around the time I was getting out of school, mm. and that's when all the stuff was happening.
0: Trayvon Martin, I remember that, oh, and no, I, there was a lot. I remember but, me and
1: you getting into it about um, um, what was the guy named Ferguson? Um, Michael Brown. Michael Brown, and you were you were telling me that um, you know I wasn't taking the situation seriously, oh. and uh, I was like, I mean, at this point, that's what it is. Like that's what those what people have to go through.
0: Yeah, I was pissed. I remember that.
1: For me, um, although I was, you know, on the exterior, I was like, man, I mean, that's what people got to deal with these days. On the inside, I was like, man, that is, it sucks that that's still going on.
0: Still to this day. And the fact that, like, when you think about black people, I can't talk about
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, It's, it's... Yeah, (laughs) you okay? Man, like, growing up, you just, you get put in a a bunch of situations that you gotta, that you either, you sink or swim, it it builds resiliency. Are you okay? (laughs)
0: I'm laughing, but crying. (laughs) (laughs) Because...
1: Dog! <laughs> wait, wait, Yo. wait. Oh
0: my god. I get so sensitive.
1: Dog. I'm sorry. why you got, a, you got on the uh, Tupac shirt right <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm about to cut
0: this part you out. You got on the whole Tupac
1: shirt, bro. <laughs> Keep your head
0: up. yeah. Yeah, man. I get
1: so mad. Man, you know, and and um around that time, I don't know. I think it was um the Philando Castile situation. Ooh, what, that was around terrible. the time Trump started his campaign.
0: I can't remember. Yeah, that's um, when we
1: started writing that um that comic book.
0: Yeah, that I, I again, y'all. I'm like, I'm crying and laughing at myself because I am so, so <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> but it's because um passionate about my people and what is happening (laughs) 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 what is happening right now (laughs) but it's just just because like (coughs) when I see you as a black person as a black man like Every situation, I always think, like, that could have been Dante. And I think that a lot of people feel that way when they see, like, their...
1: Y'all, she called me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bruh,
1: I like... I gotta check in. Yeah, because... All the time. I, if I tell her I'm going to the gas station, I <laughs> gotta let her know when I'm at the gas station. Bruh,
0: and sometimes I I be like, well, i ride with you. Like, what am I gonna do, seriously? Nah. But just the fact that... Yeah. Like, I... Ha- like... And and it's terrible because it creates this, like, sense of fear. And then you have to go back. It's it's really trauma if you really want to break it down. Like, there's this thing called PTSD, but it's, like, post-traumatic slavery. Mm. And I read about it, like, a couple weeks ago in class. And I was like, whoa. But it's so real. And I Mm. think that uh, uh, all black people might have this because it's, like, when you have to see people, your people, people that look like you getting killed. Yeah on tv and on youtube and facebook repeatedly a part of you feels like well, it's an attack like they're attacking me they're like i'm a target you know what i'm saying yeah and so all that stuff was happening which it still is but it's kind of calmed down a little bit at least to where we're not seeing it uh-huh. every day i feel like for weeks we were some like literally when i go back on my um sorry <laughs> When I go back on like Facebook memories, mm. it I will always see like the things that I post. I'm like, damn! It's like every day, another yeah. person
1: has been murdered. You know, I feel uh, I feel like that was part of an agenda, though. We not gonna get <laughs> to conspiracy. Yeah, okay.
0: <coughs> we not gonna get into conspiracy theories because people actually died. So, yeah. regards no, of no, how- no.
1: I'm saying that the uh, the the constant showing of these videos
0: yes it yeah. was so like i don't i don't know if people became desensitized but i became more sensitive yeah and more aware and more uh-huh. paranoid the more that these things were on yeah, and it made me scared for you it made me scared for everybody in my family like mm-hmm. i was terrified of the police and a part of me feels like i still am like you know what i'm saying like when You got pulled over for in the neighborhood oh, thing? That that oh. I was so scared. <laughs> I, <had a> <laughs> I was so I was, scared.
1: I was going to the gym, yeah, at five, five o'clock in the morning, yeah, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. it so, was crazy. So, what
1: happened? To, oh, so remember what happened that morning, yeah, it, it was, was like a, a
0: black car going around, and then you have a car black car
1: outside our house. Yeah. Well, it was kind of sitting, on, sitting in front of our house, and they was. Arguing (laughs)
0: There was arguing And it was Coincidence Or ironically It was white people On drugs That was randomly Driving in our neighborhood Which is crazy Yeah And so you went To the gym And the police Pulled you over Because you also Have a black SUV
1: Yeah but The thing is though When I left that morning They were sitting In front of the house And They drove off When they see me Come outside Yeah And I went To follow them Oh see Nah but I followed them Not like I wasn't, like, up on them, but I was just making sure they weren't coming back to our house. Right. So I rode around with them for a little bit, and then I thought, you know, I didn't see them anymore. I went on my way to the gym, and I only followed them for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Just to make sure they left the neighborhood, but I guess one of our neighbors had already called the police on them. Yeah. So then the police came, and then they, you know, they pulled up behind me and asked, you know, uh, where I was going, and...
0: And y'all, and so if I
1: lived in the neighborhood, so
0: uh, and and then just because I don't want to keep going on with this, but the thing about it is, when we first moved back to Tampa, I made him go and get his ID changed immediately. My ID, I still haven't changed my address on my ID, but Trash. as soon as we moved, <laughs> I was like, "You need to get your ID changed just in case, yeah, you know, like something happens, you can show like." And then it it happened. He got pulled over, and I'm and I was. I was so scared because he was on the phone with me the whole time, like on the car thing. But I was so scared, and I was. But when they were like asking for his ID, I was like, See, I told you, I told you, I told you, like, you know, you I know dangerous. I need to get my chance too, but my registration is anyway, so mm-hmm. it just goes back to like, um how different experiences in the black community or in the world shape us. I shouldn't be scared or terrified to go outside or to be, you know, pulled over by the police. I shouldn't immediately think those things, but because so many things have happened to us, we do have a, or I do have a sense of fear, but at the same time, because I've had so many positive black experiences, I also feel empowered. So it's like an internal struggle with myself to, like, say, okay, you can either live in fear mm-hmm. and paranoia or you can embrace who you are and just walk out that door and feel proud and just, like, do right. whatever. So I think that I've definitely been embracing who I am, but I love my black people. <laughs> and I, I hate that so much negativity comes along with that, but also, man, we are so strong. And I think that that, like, I don't know. I'm sensitive. I don't know. Well, well,
1: we need to be we need to be stronger.
0: We stronger, yeah, definitely. Together. <sighs> yeah,
1: definitely. Hey, can I can I say this? Yeah. One thing I hate, um, and I don't even like using the word hate. You know, I'd be telling I even tell Kara like, <laughs> don't use that. Yeah. But one thing I hate is when we all like when we have a negative experience mm. with somebody that looks like us. And we'd be like, see, that's why I full fool oh, yeah. black folks, so that's yeah. why. Don't do that. Um, yeah, man, please, please don't do that.
0: Don't do that because black people try to get their money just like other people. Well, and it's it was all like-
1: based on um, proximity, anyway, so I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, you know, the Asian folks. Hey, you know, they, they deal with their people more than we do, so yeah, they I'm probably sure they like, have bad experiences with their own folks. <laughs> and they'd be like, they probably be like, Well, that's why I don't deal with the Chinese, but they're not gonna, what are you gonna call it, black folks? No, <laughs> yeah, we gotta stop doing that. Just
0: be better about about who you are and about loving the people. That look like you regardless You're not going to have a positive experience With every black person But that's in general You're not going to have a positive experience With everybody you meet period
1: Give us a chance
0: Yes give yourself a chance Exactly Dang Yeah this has been quite an interesting conversation It took several <laughs> turns And <laughs> now I'm in my feelings Oh man But thank you for coming on To discuss with me Oh we done we done, sir.
1: You don't want to tell the people what you did last night?
0: What did I do last night? Oh, about the cooking thing. Yeah. So for Valentine's Day, Dante took me. We didn't go out on Valentine's Day, um, cause it was just too much. I don't like crowds. Dante don't like crowds, and plus. The reservations were like all booked up since last Valentine's Day. No, it went that long. Nah. it went that long. <laughs> hey,
1: you know, I've been checking though. Nah, Just... I don't know
0: how true that is, uh, you know. but <laughs> <You know. laughs> But uh, we ended up going to this cooking class uh yesterday that was so fun. It was a really good experience to like that's something that I said that I wanted to do. It was on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And you good for, for stuff like that. So we went to this cooking class and it was with a black chef, which woo woo, you know I like <laughs> that. And we had a really good time. So shout out to her, Chef Diva. I think uh, I'm gonna try to get Nad- her on the show. Nadina. Okay. Well but her thing said did it say I think it says Chef Diva or did it say Chef Dina
1: yeah, I think it was Dina oh well
0: shout out to she y'all cool. cozy meals mm-hmm. uh and I think I'm gonna get her on the
1: show it was dope made a little, uh, nice little salad mm-hmm. some mm-hmm.
0: salmon and some uh
1: chocolate mousse yeah and oh, some was scallops. scallops and shrimp and mousse yeah. it
0: was really good it was dope so y'all look up that look that up uh cozy meals and she has a... Oh, we don't want to get all into this. I'll just wait till she... Uh, when she comes on. I'm yeah. going to have her on, fingers crossed. So, y'all, thank you so much for being here. We are almost at 2,000 downloads, which is amazing. And we're going to hey. keep it going from there. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Go cry my eyes out now. <laughs> <laughs>